Welcome to Curveball Defied. On today's podcast, we have the pleasure of having Aben Kuryakos. I think it's quite amazing to have companies like uh, Chicago Next and providing these opportunities for cities to grow and expand. And because it's a nonprofit, they're doing such amazing work. And I think that what you guys are trying to achieve is going to help the future. Being in Chicago, there's a lot of great universities, a lot of great people. And it's not really one of those like highly targeted places where people think of like, okay, we have a lot of people there that are investors. It's actually the fifth largest startup ecosystem in the nation, though. What industries have you seen from an economic development side kind of expand over there? Yeah. And, and you know, the the ranking for fifth has been really interesting because we've seen it go up and down in the past two or three years. Um, from the city's perspective, uh, the, the city's COVID recovery plan um, selected um, a multi-sector approach because we are the most diverse economy. We had to we had to select what are the what are the sectors where we want to double down on. And the thinking was, how do you double down on sectors that will have the most positive job growth trajectory for the average Chicago resident? So the four sectors that were selected was healthcare and life sciences, food and ag, transportation, distribution, and logistics, manufacturing, and then we picked fintech to be number five. So it's been really kind of fascinating as sort of the unique Chicago value proposition across all five sectors. Um, in 2021, we were one of the fastest growing growth markets for life sciences. Um, so if you look at the data nationally, Chicago is w- one of the top tier growth markets in the country. Um, most cities are now tackling this issue of how do we create more wet lab space, which is the technical real estate space that's required for life science companies. We have a pipeline of 5 million in Chicago that's in development, right? So you have some really innovative real estate developments that's happening in a really important sector of our economy. When you look at food and ag, less than four to five years ago, we had 100 companies that were headquartered in Chicago in the food and ag space. We have now over 400. We have the largest concentration of Fortune 500 food and beverage HQs here in Chicago. Um, And so we are, I think, the global capital of all things food, right? So great restaurants, great chefs, great Fortune 500s, great food startups. That's here happening in Chicago. And when you look at food and ag, there's the food industry, but also the ag tech innovation ecosystem. And so when you look at our good friends at the University of Illinois Champaign-Urbana, and when you see that we're in the middle of the best farming ecosystem in the country, the combination of a global city like Chicago with anchors like the University of Illinois system in the best farming ecosystem in the country, give you a really interesting opportunity for ag tech startups here in our city. And that's becoming more and more important when you think about farming in the future. When you go into transportation distribution logistics, we're one of the top um, growth markets for logistics tech. So some of the best logistics tech companies in the world are Chicago companies. Uber Freight's global headquarters here in Chicago, Project 44, uh, Four Kites, uh, Bring, which is dual headquarters between Tel Aviv and Chicago, ShipBob that offers two-day Amazon-style kind of prime shipping um, for any small business that wants to tap into their distribution network. Um, those are all fantastic companies that are uniquely Chicago companies. And then on FinTech, um, uh, we I think what's really interesting has been our focus on FinTech infrastructure. So when you think about uh, the Chicago unicorns, the startups that reached a $1 billion valuation, Infusion, which does innovative software for private equity firms, uh, M1 Finance, which is another kind of like Robinhood competitor, um, Amount, which focuses on consumer lending, some of those really awesome kind of fintech infrastructure companies, Zero Hash, which offers crypto as a service. Those are uniquely based here in Chicago. So we have one of the largest financial services sectors here in the country. Most people think about Wall Street, but most people forget about kind of the density that you see in Chicago. 
which led us to have one of the largest financial services fintech talent pools in the country. Um, so you can hire here really well when you think about your fintech company. The one-off like crypto consumer startup, that's a Miami story. Um, but here in Chicago, when you think about sort of like in the weeds fintech infrastructure, that's uniquely our advantage. I totally forgot to mention manufacturing. Um, we have the best global nexus for man for advanced manufacturing. We have MHub, which is the nation's fastest growing physical product development center. So a startup incubator with over 400 startups. Argonne National Laboratory for their Center of Advanced Materials, and then MXD, which has secured almost a billion dollars in federal funding. Now, here's the crazy part. I gave you a recap of five sectors that I think we have really strong plays in, right? So, you know, Chicago's kind of, uh, um, one of Chicago's challenges was like, how do you brand the city's economic DNA? What we do is we talk about all five sectors. And that's really important because these are the five most important sectors I know there's met some others that we have to think about when we think about re industry reinvention and the future of our economy. These five sectors we are doubling down on, and I think uniquely Chicago's advantage across all five. Why do you, I understand like I ag tech and some of the other industries? Why is the fintech sector blowing up so fast in Chicago? I think there's a, I think three things. One is that we have all the ingredients, right? So when you think about the fundamentals, and sometimes people forget about this. Um, I think about uh, outdated economic development. And so um, it was common before COVID. Um, it was common before COVID that uh, the conversation was limited to economic data and tax incentives. So people, th this is still an economic development pitch for other organizations. They talk about come to our play, it's come to our city, low taxes. Uh, that is an overplayed narrative that doesn't answer really important questions when it comes to how are you tapping into the business, your local business community? What is the culture of your business community? How are you hiring and developing talent? Um, low taxes doesn't solve all those issues. So when we think about the fundamentals, access to capital, access to a diverse and global corporate base, and then access to an innovation ecosystem, Chicago offers all three. Other regions and cities offer that, but then you have high cost of living and high cost of doing business. So fundamentally what we saw post COVID and especially on the FinTech story is that Fintech companies can hire here really well. Fintech companies have can access an amazing financial services sector. Um, fintech companies can tap into a larger fintech innovation ecosystem here in our city. We have all three, and we can make that affordable for that growth stage company. And when as a growth stage company, you're trying to be as cost effective as you possibly can when it comes to talent acquisition, when it comes to growing your um, growing your operations, and you can do that extremely well in Chicago and the Midwest. Currently, right now, there's so many funds out there, and I think that that kind of stirs up the whole pot of how companies are being overvalued because there are so many investors that are trying to invest. Why do you think there's such a large emergence of funds coming out every single year and syndicates and all these things that are coming out? What do you think is mainly pushing this? I think um, I think one is just the evolution of the of the VC space. Um, I think it was too often that you look at the, the big firms, but. The thing that's most exciting about emerging and diverse fund managers is that sort of their particular given experience in the ecosystem, and then they have an investment thesis that they're building that is informed by the experience. So they're uniquely bringing in their perspective and saying, this is where I think we can be better and different. So I think that's really intriguing, right? Two is innovation by itself. Um, if you want to keep innovation going, uh, you have to have multiple players in this space. Um, so that's extremely important. And I think one of the reasons why this conversation about big tech is so interesting is because um, you have massive players that are trying to stay innovative. And then when you think about innovation by itself, you have to think about all the new players in the room, new entrants, right? 
Um, and I'm really excited about new entrants because I think that's key to innovation. So when you look at the innovation in itself in the venture capital space, there's been a lot of momentum that's been happening here. And then three is um, something that I think is extremely important, um, inclusion and being values driven. You have more and more investors and VCs who are much more intentional and in public about why inclusion is core and center to what they do and why they're values driven when it comes to serving founders, when it, when it comes to the VC, their work with other VCs and investing in founders. Um, you have some really brilliant VCs who are very public in saying, this is why what we believe in when it comes to underserved and underrepresented founders in, in markets where they feel like there's an advantage in their given city, um, that's powerful. That conviction is really powerful. So I think what you're seeing now is more and more people that who have built their career in this space that have a particular really beautiful conviction in the work that they're doing and using that to inform their investment thesis as an investor. Yeah. And being in New York, there's quite amazing VCs here because there's a lot of money here with Harlem Capital, which is definitely helping a lot with African-American startups, as well as well as gay angels, which are helping a lot with gay um, founders, as well as trying to promote a lot of stuff that uh, those those communities are facing. So I definitely do understand what you're talking about. And startup uh, and VCs like that do need to be out there. And competition is always good. When Apple was failing, Microsoft stepped in and helped Apple in the beginning. And if people don't remember that story, what are some startups that are not being talked about that are you know, that are coming out of Chicago? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, uh, I'm forgetting names because I'm just having a moment right now. But I think what's really, uh, so I'll, I'll try to go across all five sectors. On FinTech, there's zero hash, which I think recently did a large um, fundraise earlier this year. And so um, they offer crypto services for large corporates and, and financial financial um, focused companies. Uh, you know, their their CEO is here. The majority of their workforce is here, and so they've been really really enticing for us as um, uh, a crypto company that's doing some really interesting work when it comes to fintech infrastructure. Um, on the uh, uh, the shout out I have to give on the manufacturing space that's not a startup is Milwaukee Tools. And Milwaukee Tools obviously from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but their 150 person hub is right here. Uh, in Chicago, their technology hub. Um, so it's been really interesting to see their tech hub kind of grow. Uh, this idea that they're trying to um, be better connected to the startup and innovation ecosystem. So a big corporate that's trying to do that here in Chicago, which has been really enticing to see. Um, in the life science space, uh, Zerus uh, Pharmaceuticals might be more of a late stage startup, but um, they've announced a larger headquarters here in Chicago. Um, and that's been really interesting to see how they've been able to kind of grow here with more wet lab space, more talent for their executive office. And I have to make sure I give a shout out to WBC board member Tempest, which has announced a $275 million raise um, AI in, in healthcare. Um, this is the former co-founder of Groupon um, who built this um, AI and healthcare company right here in Chicago. Um, I'm missing food and ag. There's so many great brands, but the one brand I want to give a shout out to is Here Here Market, um, Chicago-based um, startup. What they did was uh, they, um, they pivoted during the pandemic. They get really innovative brand new products from diverse uh, creators. So imagine um, a startup in Chicago that's offering a brand new kind of food um, entree um, from under certain underrepresented communities. Um, they get all those products and you can purchase them on the Here Here Market, uh, Here, Here Market Digital uh, Marketplace, their website. And so what's really kind of fascinating is almost 60% of the creatives on their platform um, identify as women. 
they've done an amazing job in driving diversity in this really amazing food space. And so uh, we, we actually purchase from them all the time. Wow. Sounds amazing. And it's amazing that you became so knowledgeable and you could see from our conversation how you kind of became like a bookworm and picking up as much knowledge as possible, learning from other people, learning from professionals, not kind of going into the, with the approach that I know everything. And you could clearly see that you've been talking to other people, trying to understand as much as possible about the sector. And a lot of people I'm sure were able to give you great advice. If everything you were ever taught was erased and you could only leave one piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, Stay curious. Um, I think, um, so uh, today, uh, Team USA is playing Wales, so go Team USA. Um, uh, um, I only became a soccer fan during COVID. I was never a soccer fan before that. Um, and uh, when people ask me what my hobbies are, I'm, I tell them that I'm learning more and more about soccer and international football. Um, that was just because I was curious, right? Like I was curious because um, the Chicago Fire, which is our men's team in the major league soccer, they moved from the suburbs to Chicago. I went to a game. I felt, I, I loved it. I, 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 I was immediately hooked. So like what's kind of wild is like um, how new hobbies come to be. And this was a big conversation during COVID, right? So when people were stuck at home, everybody um, had this whole, their tips during COVID was like, find a new hobby. Well, how do you do that if you're not curious, right? And so um, even when we start working in our professional lives, when we think, okay, we're, you know, I work in, this, in the city's economic development org. Um, I should be ex- actively exploring topics that are outside of my work. And so I think maybe that's the one thing that feels diminished because we're sort of in a nine to five grind and you have so many responsibilities, family, friends, work, you name it. Staying curious is really interesting because I think you learn a lot about yourself if you stay curious. So I've, I try to say yes to lectures at local colleges here in Chicago with topics that are totally outside of my scope because I just want to kind of check it out. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't work. Um, I try to say yes to a friend being like, hey, I'm going to this new experience here in Chicago. Can you come with me? Of course, because I kind of want to check it out. I try to meet new people because um, especially those from outside of work, because I want to learn from their specific perspective. So staying curious is really interesting because let that be a guiding principle to how you network with people, the organizations that you work with, the events that you attend. Um, That's really important now more than ever because we're now being flooded with information from every channel you can possibly think of. So staying curious, I think, is a good way to kind of select, you know, what are things that you have an interest in and how do you explore that interest? Wow. Thank you so much for taking the time and talking to us, Aben. We'll put in the uh, in the show notes um, all the links to some of the startups that you were talking about, as well as more about World Business Chicago, as well as if people want to reach out to you, uh, the best link there. If you have anything you want to say to the audience, now is your chance. Thank you so much again for taking the time and chatting with us. Yeah, no, thank you for the opportunity. And I, I want to, for everyone that's like, listening to the podcast or watching the video clips, I think uh, the one thing I will say is um, uh, use your uh, platforms, um, be more selfish on your platforms. Uh, So Instagram is great to watch the fun clips. TikTok is amazing if you want to kind of kill time, Uh, but use your platforms like LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok to learn more. Um, Use them to stay curious because they're incredible platforms for knowledge. And a lot of people don't realize that they're knowledge platforms that you should be learning from. Um, so, you know, be fun, stay fun. That's the point of some of these things, but also use them as knowledge platforms. And I think that type of thinking is really helpful. 